Welcome to the Divine Career Design Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Palmer. Week to week, you'll hear me interview experts in their fields of study, the highlights and challenges within their career, what an actual day-to-day looks like in their practice, and how to become an expert like them. There's so much to share, and I'm excited to get started. Hello, everyone. This is Jody Palmer with the Divine Career Design Podcast, and I am in studio today with Jesse Yule. And I'm actually in his studio, so it's a lot of fun to be in a new place and space and atmosphere. And we're going to talk to you today a little bit about what it looks like to be a fitness guru and a coach and entrepreneur. So let me tell you a little bit about Jesse. He is a high-performance lifestyle coach, a businessman, an athlete, and an entrepreneur. He is the author of Man in the Mirror and is currently the host of the Habit-Based Lifestyle podcast and a program that offers exclusive coaching, consulting, and in-depth training to help people find balance in business and in life. A personal trainer for 20 years is part of his experience, four of which he has spent as a high-performance lifestyle coach and 13 as a wildly successful entrepreneur. He is a man who truly practices what he preaches. So Jesse, happy to have this conversation with you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, that was a that was a big introduction. Lots of ideas and shoes to fill there. So right. tell us a little bit about some of the things that you would want to share to add more for what our listeners would want to know about you. Okay. Um so one of the things that uh that I think we we talked about is or you asked me about yesterday and a question was you know, just to share part of my story. And and one of the biggest things in my story was I was kind of a, a kid in high school who really liked sports. Uh, I didn't really like to go to school a whole lot, but because I like sports, I went to school and and did my work. But I often found myself kind of thinking about like gyms and like just things that weren't like traditionally in school. And so I can remember, you know, being a senior in high school, like drawing pictures of what like my gym was going to look like that I would build one day. And that kind of led me down this path of, you know, athletics. I was always kind of like one of the guys training everybody on the, on the team. I was always kind of the one rounding everybody up to work out. And that led me to, um, eventually becoming a personal trainer at like 20 years old. And that kind of started my career for that. At the time, my, uh, my parents were like, Hey, that's kind of a hobby. That's not really a job. And it was something that I I wanted to do. And, and the reason why I want to talk about that is because, you know, so many times parents, you know, may think, Hey, um, this isn't a job you know, this is a hobby or just because, you know, it's not something they would do or we would do. Um, it doesn't mean that, you know, kids can't do that. And I I think that's really important for people is if you're passionate about it, if, you know, your kids are passionate about something, or if there's a kid listening to this and Hey, you're passionate about something. I believe eventually it will, the money will follow. Um, but first, if you have passion behind it, um, that's how you start it. And that's kind of how I started in the fitness industry. And, you know, I remember my parents for about four or five years being like, Hey, are you ever going to get paid doing this? And 
eventually, yeah, I did. And, you know, it was kind of through those tough times is what made me, you know, successful, I believe in the long run. So I went on a journey of, you know, 20 years as a personal trainer of, I worked for, you know, gyms where I started at the bottom, literally like, you know, being like kind of a janitor trainer. Yeah. We would call them the janitor trainers. They were the trainers with no clients, Mm -hmm. um, to eventually, you know, running full gyms and then opening up our own gym. Right. our own training facilities and building that to a, a multi-million dollar fitness facility and then just having an opportunity to sell that and then get into lifestyle performance coaching, which is what I'm doing now. Right. I love so, that. Yeah. So a few things that you shared that were just, I, I, what I loved was, was that you, you remember those moments. And one of them was, is that you were drawing these pictures of gyms. Right. And I think that that's, you know, sometimes we think that those little things that we do in the moments when we're not paying attention actually can be some of the biggest signs that reveal what we love about life and where to find that passion that you pointed out. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, people would ask me like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I'm drawing a gym. And they're like, well, why would you do that? It's like, cause this is what I want to do one day. Right, right. Yeah. So, so one of the other things that you sort of pointed out or that I heard as you were sharing and talking was this idea of like doing things that you didn't want to do. Right. In order to see and picture and get to that bigger vision that you had. And so I'm curious, what what's your opinion about that with regards to having to do some of the things that we don't necessarily want to do? This isn't a part of like, oh, yes, I really wanted to you know, clean towels or like you referred to it as the janitor trainer, but you knew the bigger reason or purpose. And so I'm, I'm curious, like, how would you talk to a teen or a young adult if they were feeling like they had to do something that they didn't necessarily want to do, but it would be leading them to that bigger place and purpose? Yeah. I believe first, you know, to be successful, you have to have work ethic. Um, and that means, like starting where you are. So that means maybe if, you know, I work somewhere like for me starting in a gym, it was like starting literally at the bottom, um, to where it was like, I I just had to be kind of the, the trainer that walked around and talked to people and walked around and got towels for people because that was ultimately like the only position they had at the time. And I had to start somewhere and sometimes starting at the bottom, you know, I believe if you start at the bottom, you earn your way to the top versus, you know, if I would have started, you know, as a trainer and already gotten clients, one of the things that I wouldn't have known how to do was to actually walk out and get clients. And so as I told you, as I tell you that story, four months later, I was the top trainer in the company um, because what it taught me to do is I had to go out and I had to talk to customers. I had to go out and meet people and I had to introduce myself. And I also had to find out like what their goals were, what they wanted to get out of their, their training sessions. And then I remember the first like 30 days, literally every client was kind of like, uh, who's this must be the new guy, like, leave me alone, you know, basically would kind of shrug it off. You know, my second month, People started to like, you know, talk to me. People started to, 
you know, realized that I was like, hey, I was serious about what I was doing. And they started to ask me for help. And then by the third month, a lot of those people started asking me, I'm like, listen, if you really want to change your, you know, change your fitness, change your life, like, why don't you just work with me for the next like 12 weeks? And literally, um, that month I was a top trainer in the club. The next month I was a top trainer in the company and there wasn't really any looking back. And I had all the trainers mad at me because I had built such a rapport with all the clients at the gym that they, you know, it was kind of like, Hey, who do, I, coming back. Yeah, who do I train with? And it's like, mm -hmm. well, I want to train with that guy. And then right. their clients are like, well, I don't want to train with you. I want to train with this guy. And so then I had every trainer at the gym mad at me um, from that point forward. And then it was like, I just kept going. Right. Right. So, uh, what, but really what I hear you saying, and this, this could apply to any area of life sure. is this idea of building relationships and building rapport. Right. And it really sounds like regardless if you were in the fitness industry or you're in the restaurant business, any area of life, if that's where you start with is just building those relationships and that rapport, people are going to want to work with you if you're likable and you're approachable. And, and then the other thing that I hear you say a lot about say or a lot about is that comes through really with what how you talk and, and the way you engage with people is just this concept of like serving and providing value to people and knowing what what you do and what you can create and with regards to results. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, people want transformation. They want to change. They want results. And a lot of times they just don't know how to get them. Um, and fortunately, like for me, that's what I've built all of, you know, that's what I've basically done for, you know, 22 years is like, I've worked with people to help them get results. Um, and kind of the transition for me was, Everybody I helped in training, the people that always got the best results were the ones who I worked with on all areas of their life, not just fitness and nutrition. And they were the ones who usually stuck with the results, the ones who just kind of came in to lose weight for vacation or whatever. Yeah, I could get them results, but they would leave, then they would come back the next vacation. And so this was a natural transition for me to work into, okay, now I want to you know, just focus on all these other areas. Yes, fitness is a component of it, but most people are out of shape, you know, and overweight because of some other area of their life, not because of their fitness and nutrition. Right. Well, and that's how you sort of bridged from being in the fitness industry to really being a lifestyle yeah. entrepreneur and coach. Yep. And entrepreneurship is a lot of fun. I, I know, but I would love to get your take on it, on okay. what your favorite parts of maybe just even being a, being a coach, being a fitness coach or being a coach and, and being an entrepreneur, but then maybe what some unanticipated like expectations are that are there for you as an entrepreneur. Okay. Yeah. So some of the things that one is I had a hard time listening to people tell me what to do. Um, I like to do things my way. And a lot of times I think my way is better than others. It doesn't mean that, you know, it's right or wrong. It was just, I remember working for gyms and health clubs and it's like, I want to like be able to do this, this, and this with my client. And they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, why not? 
because that's not what we do. And, and so as I, it got to a place where I'm like, okay, I can't do what I want to do with people anymore. It's time for me to do my own thing to where I can do this with them because I know exactly what result this is going to get them. And so, you know, being an entrepreneur, number one is, you know, yes, you have freedom. Uh, two, you have uh, way more responsibility. And three, you have an opportunity to make more money, obviously, than you do working for someone else. Um, but like with that being said is, you know, you go back to the responsibility. It's like you don't just get people handed to you anymore. Now you have to go find your customers. So you instantly when you sign up as an entrepreneur, you become a marketer, the salesperson, the janitor, the you know, pen pusher, like whatever you want to call it, you become kind of the, the do it yourself guy and, or gal, whatever you are. And I think the thing that people don't realize is how much work it actually goes into being an entrepreneur, um, how many different hats you have to wear. And it's, it's super rewarding, but it's also, you know, it's probably one of the hardest things that you'll ever do because you know, at the end of the day, it's all about, you know, you, you basically make right what you give in value. So if you're not making what you want, want to make, it's because, you know, there's something going on with the value and, and what you're doing. And so a lot of times it's kind of like, Hey, my results in business are dictated by the value I give. Um, sometimes that can be kind of hard to hear. Um, and other times it's like, well, I just need to learn to give more value and, and then I'll see the results, you know, in the other areas. Right. So like what you were sharing, I think that that comes up a lot for us, right? And as we're growing and we are starting to move into careers right? as this idea of people challenging us yeah, and, and you work for companies or you work for places or you have your boss or whomever it may be, and they they have a certain way or philosophy or practice that they employ, and they hired you to follow in line with right. their philosophy and practice. And really when you get that opportunity that they say to you, hey, you're not doing, this is how we're gonna do it. It's, it's, a, it's, it's there as an opening for you to really look at, okay, well, do I believe that I have just as much value mm -hmm. that I can bring if I'm doing it differently and doing it my way? And if that's the place or space that you allow it and you look at it like, hey, this really is an opportunity for me to actually engage on what I want to do for myself and for my own business, right? then those are gifts that people really are giving you in in the form of a challenge. Right. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think back to if I wouldn't have worked in, you know, gym health clubs and had like the mentors and people I worked with, I wouldn't have learned how to run the business side of it. Um, so those things were like super valuable for me. It, I just, it got to a place in time where it was kind of blocking me from what I truly wanted for clients and what I knew I could bring for them. And I, and I, it was never a thing like, hey, you guys are, you know, you guys are terrible. I'm out. It was more like, hey, this is kind of the next step in my progression and my growth. And, 
you know, it was a, it was a, it was kind of like a perfect time for me to just take that next step. Felt really natural. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, as in being an entrepreneur, do you believe that there are misconceptions that people see maybe young, young adults, teens, that they see things from the outside and they actually don't realize, and you sort of alluded to it, but is there anything else that you would highlight that yeah, Maybe. I would I would say, you know, being an entrepreneur is 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 very like difficult. Like you have a lot of things that you have to juggle. And I would say, you know, if you see someone who's successful, so if you're someone young listening to this, if you see someone who's young successful, they started in a place where, you know, they were unsure of themselves. There was a lot of fear. There was a lot of, you know, doubt and things like that and and so as you see someone who's successful, they didn't just, you know, wake up that way. It was like they had to actually work for it. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs are looked at as people who, oh, it must be nice, you know, to be as successful as you are. And it's like, no, you didn't see like the, you know, 10 years of hard work where every day I'm getting up at, you know, 4.30, 4.45 a.m. I'm coming home at 8 p.m. at night. And I'm sacrificing time with my wife and kids to just try to make it. And I, I think one of the big things is being an entrepreneur, you, like your job is 24 seven. Like a lot of times you get off work and then you go do kind of book work or you go do some other work, but you're, you know, for me being a trainer and coach, it's like, you're kind of like on 24 seven, like people could have an emergency. They could call you and just say, Hey, this is what's going on. Can you help me out? Um, so I think the the misconception is it's it's not a nine to five job. It's a 24 seven job. Yeah, I can see how they would think they and sometimes, you know, I could fall into that where I look at people and it just feels like it's so easy for them and yeah. they don't see the work. And what you sort of alluded to is like the years of experience that has really gone into continually to build yourself up. And I can guarantee that there was some point where there's something that you're doing right now that you have mastered. And at some point, it was a totally new experience for you where you were learning like everyone else has to start with when they're in the world of entrepreneurship. You're learning about funnels. You're learning about marketing. You're learning sure. about connecting, about you know, obtaining clients, how you said, like you, at that point, you were having to go out and talk to people and ask people questions. Yeah. And so every entrepreneur really in all the pieces of what it takes to build a business start at that place. Yeah. I would, I would say that, um, you know, you, you start like initially you start by kind of organically having conversations with people that turns into, you know, now you can do it on Facebook because this obviously wasn't there 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. Now my organic market can be on Facebook, you know, Instagram, all these other channels. But it's it's the same thing. It's, you know, you have to learn organically to communicate with people. And what do I mean by organically, which is like, you know, talking on all these areas or just talking in person with people before any like of these paid things that people talk about, you have to be able to do all this organically first. And then as you start getting into the higher level stuff, they work. But 
you know, I think just, you know, being an entrepreneur period is like, it's, it's all about having, you know, skills to communicate with people. And that's the most important thing. And I think sometimes that's overlooked, um, that it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm good at being a trainer, but it's like, well, that's great. But how many people know that? Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, well, I actually have to tell people that. Yeah. So, yeah. I was recently having a conversation with someone, and this is coming up, is the idea of like in the world of entrepreneurship, we we sell them what they want and then we give them what they need. Right. And, and because we know a lot of times, it, like as being a coach, like you sell a life right? That people desire and want. And you certainly resemble that in on all areas, right? So I think that your ability to really be transparent and authentic in what you do for clients is certainly what you focus on for your life. And I think that's why it translates so well for people that when you're selling it, and that's a, an important piece is that they know that there's trust there. But then what you what you actually deliver to them are these real concrete uh, habits and ways of of approaching things and changing mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you say, I'm going to change your mindset. That's not what you sell. You sell, I'm going to help you to create a life that you love and that you're passionate about. And this is how we're going to do it. And for everybody, that's probably a little bit different. Yeah. I mean, it is, you know, I think, I think the biggest thing for me is like, I teach people what I've like had to live myself. And so a lot of the stuff I teach is, hey, I've lived this. I I know the result that it's going to produce. Um, The delivery mechanism may be different of how we get you to do that, but the result and and that is going to be very similar. And so I think, you know, for me, because a lot of the things that I've done have been you know, things that I've had to actually experience or, or learned or work through myself that that kind of gives me an upper hand and knowing, you know, how to help people or how to walk them through a process. Cause it's like, Hey, I've been through this, you know, four different ways. So we're going to try one of the four different ways and see which one works for you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 Well, so what would you say for me? I, I consider myself to be in the world of education mm-hmm. and in the world of entrepreneurship. And so there's a lot of things that I have learned and am learning and will continue to learn. Right. And one of the most like favorite parts about entrepreneurship for me is that I really don't see a limit on what's possible or what's capable when I continue to just show up and and put it in my effort and my energy and really my my creative juices into what I'm doing and working to build for young adults. And the concept that really careers can be something that are a lot of fun and the world is limitless when it comes to that. So that's my favorite part about entrepreneurship. And I would love to know what what your favorite part of entrepreneurship is. Uh, I, I really like the the challenge of it's kind of like you get out of it exactly what you put into it. And so, you know, I get to, I get to work on that every day. I get to like look in the mirror and say, okay, am I getting out of this what I'm putting into it? And, you know, I really believe that's what entrepreneurship is. It's like, hey, you, you kind of reap what you sow. You get out of something exactly the amount of effort you're willing to put it back into it. And so that always gets mirrored back to us. 
Um, and then at the end of the day, it is fun. Like knowing that you can go to work, you know, I get to help people for a living and like transform their lives. Like that's pretty awesome yeah. just to be able to know that. Yeah. yeah. Well, earlier on in the conversation, you mentioned a little bit about mentors and having people in your life. Yeah. And, you know, in full disclosure, Jesse has been a mentor and a coach for me in my life and building my business and entrepreneurship in that world. And what in being a teen or being a young adult, like, and I sort of envisioned this while you were at those gyms and there were trainers that were there that had maybe been there longer, had more experience. Have you, is there a mentor that you recall in your life that had a big impact for you? Uh, I would say, you know, I would say early on in my life, I didn't really have a mentor. Um, and even early on as a trainer, I didn't have an in, a mentor until I started working for a box gym where um, the owner of the company, this is probably when I was about 24. Um, and he was a, he was a super cool guy, very successful. And then, um, he, you know, he kind of introduced us to God and, and stuff like this and, and in the gym. And I was like, wow, here's this guy who's super successful yet. He's, you know, speaks of God and all these things. And so that really kind of changed my mindset on like, okay, like, you know, Hey, you can be successful and, and you can you know, love God and all these things. And not only that, you can have that in your workplace and have faith and, and a purpose, you know, just beyond, you know, it, it was almost like we had a greater purpose of just, instead of just signing people up, it was like, no, we had this purpose of actually wanting to like save people's lives and change their life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I would say his name was Neil, uh, Schilber, and, uh, I worked for a company called Pure fitness at the time, but he, he would take kind of the top managers and kind of mentor us or take him. We'd go to these, you know, things where athletes would speak that were like Christian athletes, uh, things like that. And he would invite us. And so he was probably one of the first to really kind of like, I wouldn't say he like directly mentored me like one-on-one, -on -one, but it was kind of like he mentored us as a, yeah, as a group. Right. And I, he was probably one of the first people that I actually was like, man, I, I can see myself doing this and like being successful one day. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. To lighten things up a little bit, tell me, what is your superpower? Uh, my superpower is what, when it comes to coaching? Or, well, I don't know. Whatever yeah, you come up with. I would say with. I can get people to do things that they never thought was possible. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's yeah. a great superpower. Yeah. So, and that's. I, I don't know. Like I, I, I remember, uh, somebody asked me like, Hey, what do you really do? And I'm like, I can get people to do things they never thought were possible. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, what does that mean? I said, well, whatever you want it to mean. Yeah. I could see that. Cause my personal experience with you is just like you were moving blocks for me yeah. in my mind, mental blocks, uh, limiting beliefs, whatever it may, may have been. You were like, well, just let's, let's create it in a way that you could do it. And then it was just like really simple in conversation, creating it in our mind in conversation and then, okay, so you're going to go do it. And then, and then it was doable. You did it. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, you being a coach and just keeping me accountable to those things is, was really what was, um, was really helpful. I think for me.
you know. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What about a, a quote? Do you have a quote that you use that really helps to fuel you or to drive you or to bring purpose into your life? Uh, I'm not a big quote guy. Yeah. Um, but I will say, uh, I will say this, like focus on the routine, not the results. Mm -hmm. And you know, people are like, well, what does that mean? It's like, well, focus on what you need to do today versus you know where you're going to be in 90 days or a year from now focus on the one step like you're going to take today and and that just is like hey keep everything small like you said it's like hey removing a block just means you're moving one thing it doesn't mean you have to you know take a road grader and move everything it just mm -hmm. means one thing because i know this if i if i do what i need to do today then all i need to do tomorrow is the same thing yeah and and so that keeps everything really simple mm -hmm. and not like complex. Yeah, I, I would agree. And I think that in the world of entrepreneurship, sometimes those the big projects can be halting and yeah. they can be overwhelming. And you you feel that most certainly. But if like how you said, OK, well, what can I do today to just take action, a small, small piece of action that will just make it easier for me to do tomorrow what I need to do tomorrow. Yeah. And, and most of us, like whether we're an entrepreneur or whether, you know, I mean, even as a student in high school, I wish I had knew this stuff, but, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like when we get overwhelmed, we, we get overwhelmed. There's too big of a step that we have to take. And so a lot of times it's just about scaling that back into, okay, well, what's the one simple step I could take today that's going to make the biggest difference and just focusing on that. Mm -hmm. Right. I agree. What would you say is your, and this may be something that you just kind of share or come up with in the moment, but the vision or the impact for what you want to do with your career, like in this moment right now, what's the vision and real impact that you want to make with? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the vision or impact I want to make is obviously to help you know, as many people as possible. Um, I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's a hundred people or I don't know if that's 500 people or I don't know if that's 10,000 people. Um, you know, right now I'm just kind of enjoying growing my business and, and really just kind of tapping into, okay, what's the, what do people really need right now more than anything? Uh, and that's kind of my vision is like making sure that I am providing that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just yeah. staying in the moment. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I, I would say, you know, I think a lot of it is we overthink, you know, what we need to help people with. And sometimes I think it's really simple and we, we make it really confusing for people to kind of get out of their own way. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm more about simplifying it right now. I could fall, fall in that category. <laughs> yeah, we all can. So well, tell me what, what would you say? And I know this is a loaded question, but what are the successful habits of an entrepreneur? Yeah, we, we might have to do episode number yeah, two on this yeah. one, but if you'd say maybe the biggest, yeah. the top three to highlight, uh, I would say number one is to work out every day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's super important for people to move and And the reason why is it's not to have a six pack. It's not to be buff or any of that. Movement creates energy. And when you can change your energy, it shifts, you know, how you communicate with people. It 
it shifts how you show up differently in your business. And it also, it makes you feel confident and makes you feel better. Um, and I think there's so many upsides to like moving and working out that to not do that is like you're limiting yourself. Yeah. Happy. It makes you feel happy too. Yeah. It, it obviously increases endorphins and you know, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah. The other one is, uh, constantly learning. So, you know, reading, listening to podcasts, like there's so many ways for you to learn today. I, I believe spending a minimum of 30 minutes every day, you know, reading, learning, you know, listening to podcasts, whatever it is, um, is super important. And then I think the, uh, the third one would just be like focusing on you, um, every day. And yeah, like working out is part of that or reading as part of it, but like really focusing on you from a standpoint of like prayer, meditation and journaling and just spending time with yourself, like 20 minutes every day, mm -hmm. kind of in silence, I think is super important. Yeah. Self-care. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. would definitely agree with that and yeah. continue to create those habits for myself and my life. And it's, they come at the forefront of my day. So that way I'm equipped to sort of handle and take on whatever it is that, you know, comes my way. And I can, I can approach things that are unexpected. Cause I think that's part of the world of entrepreneurship. I can approach things with like energy and excitement and, and knowing like, it's just, this is just um, an obstacle and it's just a problem I know I can solve if I sort of create a bigger vision for myself as opposed to narrowing down on what that particular problem or or issue is. Yeah. And I, I think people who tend to focus on working out, you know, constantly learning and kind of this self-care, I think when stuff gets thrown at them, it's, it's not as big of a deal as if you're not doing any of that stuff. And I, I think it's a lot easier to be like, oh, I'll just do this and this and kind of work through it where, you know, a lot of times if we're not doing that stuff, it's like, man, I can't do this because all these things are weighing me down. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Right. Right. Well, we're almost finished here. And I would love to know if there's any last pieces of words of wisdom or thoughts that you'd want to share with our listeners uh, that we didn't get a chance to. I know there's so much more that we could, like you said, there could be multiple episodes. Sure. Well, let's, let's uh, just kind of break it down is like, number one, uh, being an entrepreneur offers, you know, the most freedom of anything I think you could do, but it's also, you know, it's a 24 seven job. It's not something that you're going to just be successful at working, you know, a couple hours a day. Um, but it's kind of the American dream. Like, I think it's one of the most fulfilling things that you could ever do because the, the success is always based off of the amount, um, of work you're putting into it. So it's kind of like the effort that I put into my business is the result that I get back. Um, which is pretty cool cause I'm in control of that. No one else is. And you know, my, my boss, I don't have a boss that's in control of what I make. I don't have a boss in control of telling me what I'm going to do. Um, that's me and it's up to me every single day. And I can't think of a better way to wake up and know that, Hey, I'm in control of, you know, what happens in my business. Um, obviously we have God who's, you know, kind of in control, but you know, I'm in control of what goes on in my business, which is pretty cool feeling. Right. So, and the other thing is like, 
you know, at the end of the day, you want to have fun with what you're doing. And to me, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is fun. Like I can, I can get as creative as I want to be. I can, I can pretty much do whatever I want, which is pretty cool. Uh, I can build a podcast studio and, you know, do podcasts. Yeah. I can, when this is a lot of fun, by the way. Yeah. I can go downstairs and go work out in my gym. I can jump on a coaching call. And like, those are the things that I get to do every day. And I don't know very many people that get to do that. Right. Right. So yeah, I think at the end of the day, like you got to have fun in what you're doing. You only get to live once. So like, why not? Like, and I would say this, like take a risk on you and your, your, what you're passionate about, um, above any guarantee. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would wholeheartedly concur with that. And this has been so useful and helpful, I'm sure for our listeners and, and maybe really just given them a, a new window or a new opening or possibility for them that they really didn't consider entrepreneurship. But I, I believe like how your, your life really panned out with regards to going into fitness because you knew that that was something that you really loved doing, right. but then branching it into now I know I'm, I'm, I have enough skills. I have enough knowledge. I have enough practice that I actually can do this on my own. And so I don't think there's anything you know wrong with that, like picking something that you know you love doing and then learning for a few years under people who you want to get practice from and then looking into building something on your own. But I think that this has been really helpful for any teens, young adults who think that entrepreneurship would possibly be you know, something that they would be considering. Yeah, I uh, I love it. So yeah. I couldn't see myself doing anything different. Right. So if they wanted to learn more about you or connect with you, tell us how they would do so. Uh, you could reach out to me, jesse at habitbasedlifestyle.com. If you have any questions, you could also check out my website, habitbasedlifestyle.com. All right. Great, Jesse. Thanks so much. Great to talk to you. And I'm sure our listeners will be reaching out to learn more about you. All right. Thank you, Jody. Thanks for having me on. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Divine Career Design Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show and share it with your friends. Connect with me further on Instagram at amplify.u or visit the website at www.amplifyu.org to join our email list and receive our free guide to a divinely led career.